0: Wave Award is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older.
1: Welcome to Championship Week. This is the Wave Award podcast I'm Jen Piacenti. Joining me as always, Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie, how are you feeling today? It was a tough week for us as Giants and Cowboys fans. Uh, we obviously do not have uh, a dog in this fight mm-hmm. this weekend. So we're just going to, like, you know, none of these, the advice we give you today is going to be emotionally motivated in any way.
0: Well, um, outside of the fact that are we, me and you are probably both rooting against the Philadelphia Eagles, our NFC East uh, foe. Um, but outside of that, except
1: I- can we, because we kind of need Jalen Hurts. That's kind of true. That's league. that's when so, the,
0: it, we we still have, you know, even during the regular season, you have your guys and your fantasy team that you root for, despite not being in the team right. you root for. We still have that. Me and Jen are still <laughs> going through that. Anyone else who played that. along in our fantasy leagues, everyone in extra points, the same kind of thing. Um, I think my reaction may be a little bit different than yours with your team. But yeah, with my, you know, Giants losing, I, I've been saying this all week. I just wanted that first game. Just give me that game versus the Vikings gave me that wild uh, card round win because I did think that the Giants were on par if not a smidge better at certain things than the Minnesota Vikings they got that win you know getting to the divisional round after a season with four wins previously is just absolutely incredible you have the head coach of the future for sure and then you know getting beat up by the Eagles look the Eagles beat up most teams in the NFL this year they are as really as, as loaded as it gets I mean they have guys rotating in that could be starters at at uh, around the league for sure and Jalen Hur was I guess you could say this time last year was their question mark obviously after their playoff lost the Bucs he's been an MVP candidate and they're just Nick Serrano is a great head coach and they are just role teams and their their offensive and defensive line play is tremendous it's going to be a heck of a matchup versus the 49ers so no real sadness from me obviously don't want to lose to the Eagles but uh I, I do walk away with the season with a bit of pride but like I said I'm not sure if your reaction with the way you guys lost maybe the same as mine
1: Well, let's stick with the Giants game for a second. A a couple Mm -hmm. thoughts I had. First off, uh, you know, I had some people messaging me and be like, I knew I should have taken the Eagles. I knew I should have taken the Eagles. And I'm like, you know what? No, you didn't. I'm sorry. You didn't know that. There was a lot of reasons to bet the Giants to cover. And I don't feel one bit bad about the fact that I did. Because the fact is Jalen Hurts looked awful last time we saw him. He barely covered versus a skeleton crew Mm -hmm. for the Giants, right? And all the press leading up to it was he's still not 100%. He's still not 100%. So at any point, they could have lost Jalen Hurts. It could have been Gardner Minshew. And now I do wonder if that's part of their gamesmanship. Like that was their tactic the whole time to basically lie and say Jalen Hurts wasn't okay so that they could, you know, slow walk this like beating which it turned out to be of course they they were smart like they played defensively very very well too Jalen Hurts carried the ball nine times he looked pretty good I don't think we have major concerns about his ability to play this weekend versus the 49ers but let's be real if we were told that Jalen Hurts were 100% healthy I think even Vegas would have made this bread bigger but we we didn't think he was so I don't feel bad about that one thing I do um kind of have a distaste in my mouth about is like Nick Sirianni. I think he's obnoxious.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you you are. I I, yeah, he's a great coach. He's getting the most out of his guys. And I, I can't knock him for that. But. He falling around that that fox like that like 8k camera they have whatever it is and he like looks into it. I, I saw a great I'm not sure if it was on Twitter or Reddit or something but a great thing making fun of him. It's like Nick Sirianni is that guy who drives his BMW 100 miles an hour while changing lanes and as he does change the lane he like flicks his cigarette behind his car at your car like that's the perfect way to describe what kind of uh, loser Nick Sirianni is. But look I can't be salty. He he beat my team three times this year. He's a great coach. But I'll, I'll just say, I think Brian Dable is the more likable head coach.
1: Oh, by far, by far. And like, I don't know. Apparently, Jalen Hurts is the new Michael Jordan, too. Bizarre statement. That-
0: Bizarre statement. He has one playoff victory. Bizarre statement. You have it's, a you have a you have a, you, you may lose this game versus the 49ers. Like, don't and say it's that. cool
1: to do that to Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. too. In reality, like, why are you saddling him with that? Right. right? Mm-hmm. I would much rather be Brock Purdy in this situation where everybody expects basically nothing and come out on top than be told, well, you know, it's easy to win when you have the Michael Jordan of football. Come on, dude. dude like, it's so bad. I don't it know. So like, you're bad. right. Like, I kind of don't want the Eagles to win, but then I do because I'm so heavily invested in my playoff teams. And Jalen Hurts is such fantasy gold, you know, that rushing floor. And we'll continue to talk about this because. You know, again, going into next season when you're drafting fantasy quarterbacks, it's there's a lot of questions about it. You know, those high rushing floor quarterbacks are going to be taken very early. And that's going to be Jalen Hurts, who um, was apparently the Michael Jordan of the NFL.
0: Yeah, he's going to go to number one overall now. Next year, and he's driving a stock next year. Unbelievable statement.
1: Unbelievable. But here we are now. The other loss this weekend was, of course, my Dallas Cowboys. It was a frustrating, frustrating Frustrating game. You know, how many times in my mind I was like, you know, I kind of blame Brett. I've decided I blame Brett Marr, except I feel like I shouldn't because the poor guy's been through enough. But look, if they felt confident to kick that original field goal, Tony Pollard wouldn't be injured. Dak wouldn't have thrown the pick. There's all the, all these things. It's like just like a series of bad breaks. I mean, not not bad breaks. I mean, Dak made a couple poor decisions, but in reality, they weren't really outplayed by the 49ers. We outplayed ourselves. So, and then of course, the four points really, when the spread was three and a half, four points. Like, how do they do this? It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Vegas must have something.
1: Nineteen to twelve, we weren't at home. Blah 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 blah. And then, of course, the abundance of questions about whether Dak should stay. I, I, my heart is broken that Tony Pollard got injured because you know, hopefully, he'll be fine. It's an injury at the tightrope surgery uh, that, that people have come and come back from, you know, fairly well. And you know, I think he also has like a fractured tibia. But it's always concerning when someone having a career year, a contract year. And then gets injured. So kind of, yeah, definitely a bummer. But at the same time, I kind of had low expectations.
0: Uh, Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not hopeful, uh, but... My perspective is like, look, the the Cowboys made it to the final four in their own conference. Um, they definitely were a top four NFC team this entire year. You could even argue at points. They might have been flirting with the number one spot with how great that offense looked at some points and especially their defense, too, with the takeaways. Um, I think they ran into a buzzsaw with this 49ers team that just obviously we've seen how stingy they are in defense. You kind of expected some of the Cowboys' uh, offensive members to struggle a little bit because the 49 don't, I believe, like, the 16 points per game they gave up was like, the lowest total since, like, 2011, 2012. Like, this is an elite defense, and they're riding a hot quarterback who's been great, and the addition of Christian McCaffrey has helped that team tremendously despite him dealing with the calf injury in that game, and they just have so many weapons on offense, whether it's Kittle or Samuel or, or Iok and getting Elijah Mitchell back. Like, I can go on and on about how good this team is, and yet – your Cowboys were right there. They were right in this game. And I know Dak has been dealing with the interceptions all season long and uh, he did lead the league or was tied for the league lead. But I think this weird era we're in of the NFL on social media, this prisoner of the moment stuff, like who are you going to replace Dak with? That's better. Now, if you want to make that's an argument, thing. if you want to make the argument that maybe Michael Carpity isn't the guy that's, that's okay. I could I could probably listen to that argument more so than I can with the, with the Dak thing. But like, Dak is a mobile quarterback. He's a quarterback that it's proven he can get the team to the playoffs and and he can throw 40 plus touchdowns in a given season. So I don't know who you're going to find at this point. And like yes, this is a strange offseason where you have quarterbacks who are available but you know, Rodgers is a short-term window. Brady, short-term window. Is Derek Carr better than Dak Prescott? I would probably side with Dak. No. So it's one of those things with Jimmy G, same thing. I'd side with Dak. So I don't know where your improvement's going to be in the quarterback position. Um, I think people are being way too harsh on Dak Prescott. And I it's, do too. It's sometimes it's okay to lose to a superior team. That's why I'm okay with the Giants' loss to the superior Eagles team. This 49ers team is damn good and very well could be holding up the Lombardi trophy. So uh, I, I don't. I understand the upset uh, aspect from the, the, the Cowboys fans. But uh, I think, look, they're a a good team and they got beat by a great team. It was a close game. Like, what else can you ask for?
1: But you know what really bothers me? And I think Megan talked about this. What really bothers me is how the day after both the Bills lost and the Cowboys lost, people on social media got so nasty to the teams that lost. Mm -hmm. They, you know, not as nasty to the Bills, but a little bit nasty to the Bills. A ton nasty to the Cowboys. Everybody just, why? Like, you think they're not already embarrassed enough. You know, like, what good do you think it does? And it's not just Cowboys fans. Like, I understand, like, the fans being angry. Mm-hmm. It's just general people like, oh, good. Let's kick some. Let's just kick somebody over and over again. Right. Like, what's the point? Like, are well, you just bored? Do you need, and, up, do you need and, hobbies?
0: And especially with when how Dallas played a better game than the Buffalo Bills did. Like the Bills, yeah, besides the Giants, did. the Bills look like absolute you know, dog crap. Like they were they were manhandled by a Cincinnati team that was in their building in the snow with basically an all-backup offensive line. That's right. And they looked atrocious, the Bills. Whereas the Cowboys, like you said before, a couple of things went their way. Like the weird domino effect of of the Maher kicking situation. Like we could be talking in a different conversation that the 49ers were upset by Dallas and we have an all-NFC championship game. So like I said, they, you know, the 49ers are a team, you can't make mistakes. Unfortunately, a couple extra mistakes on the Cowboys side, and that's the difference in the game.
1: The thing with Josh Allen, too, is like he was a little bit injured for half the season. Yeah. And I yeah. think the Bills have been relying too long on how phenomenal Josh Allen is. He needs ben another doubt. receiver, he needs a run game. How are you not giving him play action options?
0: You're 100% uh-huh. right on all those things. Uh, uh, before t- uh, earlier today, Will Blackman, Lemon Pepper Parlay said, you know, the difference in this NFL season really could have been the Chris McCaffrey trade. Um, him That's going, right. It's him 100% the 49ers, probably like,
1: the most impactful trade I can remember since playing fantasy. It changed doubt. everything.
0: It changed the entire league because he's everything. scoring every game for the 49ers. The 49ers, who are already a great team, and Kyle Shanahan, as we know, Jen, is a genius when it comes to, yes. to run game design. And you have a, a stable of backs who are getting it done with their, their weapons on offense. And you have you enter this guy who is a league MVP candidate. And if he went to the Buffalo Bills and you're taking the pressure off Josh Allen and injured Josh Allen, as we are finding out that he had an elbow problem for half the season. That oh, we knew that. Didn't we know that? Different. I mean,
1: it was announced he had a Right. And then sure. and then he came back and he looked and we're like, oh, OK, it's like we all forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Nobody was thinking the whole time, hey, maybe Josh Allen's been playing injured.
0: Oh yeah, I mean absolutely, and like you can't rely on an injured quarterback. And you know, everyone likes saying he's playing hero ball, which is what he was doing. And who knows? Like, is the loss of Ryan Dable to the Bills team uh, impactful? I'm sure it was. Uh, the, you know, the team's another year older, and 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 it's just one of those things where they needed to make a bigger upgrade in the run game, and they did not. And the team that took him very well could be winning the Super Bowl this year. So the, the Christian McCaffrey trade uh, at the time, it, it, it's just it seemed like the rich get richer. But I think the Bills missed a really big opportunity there.
1: They did. Um, So hopefully they'll get it right and give Josh Allen some help. No matter what, he's still a priority draft for me next year ahead of Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. But they're both going to be probably top two. I think they're, you know, uh, Joe Burrow, though, on the other hand, looking like a stud. Let's talk about AFC now. Mm -hmm. So um, we talked about the NFC. Let's break down the AFC. And then let's break down what we think is going to happen ahead. Sure. AFC games. Um, obviously, the biggest storyline here is the Patrick Mahomes injury. Uh, he was hobbled during the game. He still came back. He was still great. He was able to still win the game 27 to 20, but they did not cover the spread. So those of us that had Jacksonville plus the points, good on us. Um, Trevor Lawrence, still excited for him next year. I think one storyline that people keep forgetting about is he gets Calvin Ridley, too. So hopefully if Evan Ingram stays this could be a really loaded team can only go for Doug Peterson was the right coach they made the right decision in Jacksonville and that Jacksonville defense got tough down the stretch too the defense is is in good shape so i think this team is a team that needs to be taken seriously especially in a league where like the colts are floundering they don't know what they're doing they're with the texans i mean it's jacksonville Um, looks great and is hopefully going to put the pressure on the Tennessee Titans to make some strong decision at the quarterback position.
0: Uh, Yeah. Just to react to some of that. I mean, obviously Jacksonville, Ending the season with a loss in Arrowhead, you know, b- by just a touchdown is a way better feeling uh, to lose to Patrick Mahomes than losing yep. on what could be, a, you know, a four reception blowout versus the Chargers. If any other team but the Chargers were on the field, um, Jacksonville's probably home after the first round exit. So uh, that, that's a way better way to end it. Like you said, it seems like there's talks ongoing between Evan Ingram and the Jaguars. That they can retain him, who had a career year. That's great for Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I'm with that. And I'm an idiot. Uh, we talked about on the pod i picked i'm like i'm taking the jaguars and i just (laughs) thinking about these the problem with me is i have so many shows going on. I keep reading stuff and going over stuff, and I'm like, yeah, man, I, this is probably going to be the, the, the Patrick Mahomes. Like Maybe he'll he'll blow them out in this game. This could be the blowout, and it, maybe it could have went that way, and then obviously the, the big story of the week is the ankle injury. Which you um, can't predict. And you cannot predict that, and luckily they had Chad Henney come in, 98-yard drive. Everyone knows about that. He did his job, but um, yeah, I think uh, it was just... Jaguars probably were in that game a little bit because of that injury. It slowed Mahomes down. Although, you know, I'm not sure if this is uh, kind of. Of what the Eagles did, you know, when, when he was obviously injured week 18, the next year he said, like he's off the injury report, he's good to go. It seems like they said today that you know Andy Reid said Patrick Mahomes is gonna do everything he normally does in practice. So I just don't know yeah. if a high ankle sprain is gonna it's
1: that's a that's a dumb thing bad. to do. First yeah. off, if that's really true, then that's a problem because you sure. should not why would you do that? So nothing about that rings true. I I watched the clip from the Pat McAfee show yeah. earlier today. Did you see it?
0: Uh no, I did not.
1: So there's a clip where uh, I think his name is Harold Kuntz, the local Kansas City reporter. After Patrick Mahomes' press conference, he didn't feel, film Patrick Mahomes' face walking off. He filmed his ankles, like the whole walk mm. off the stage and down and around. And Pat McAfee is like, he's fine. Look, his ankle looks good. I beg to differ. I watch the tape. The way he's favoring one ankle as he walks down the steps I don't like it. It doesn't matter if it's mental. It's going to be mental on the field, too. Sure. Like, I don't I don't think it looks great. Do I think the Chiefs can win this game? Of course, they're the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They can. Would I bet on it? No. That being said, the fact that the Bengals have flipped from one and a half point underdogs to one and a half point favorites. Is that where it is right now at Caesars? Yeah, right what now. Caesars.
0: Uh, right now, the Chiefs are our home dogs are getting a point and the total 47.
1: And I mean, that makes sense, right? Because if you're actually being honest about it, there's a, there's a lot of reasons for this. First off, Joe Burrow is 3-0 and career. I'm sure everybody's heard this stat versus Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They were all three games were played in calendar year 2022. This is not like, oh, and they played one game in 2019 and whatever. All three games were right now with these teams. Number two, he won by exactly three points every single game. The spread is one and a half. I wish I had grabbed Bengals plus the points. Um, The weakness for the Kansas city chiefs, they have a good pass rush. So everyone, everyone was so worried about that last week with the new revamped offensive line for Joe Burrow. It didn't phase me. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think it phased you either. We're like, obviously you take Bengals plus the points here, right? The chiefs allowed a league leading 35 passing touchdowns last year to opposition. This is what Joe Burrow does. I mean, this is, and he's so confident that thing. I just, I just love, I watch him. I watch his press conferences. I watch everything he does. He's so swaggy. Like they call him swaggy, Joe, Joe, cool, whatever you want to call him. I think this kid is as good, will be as good as Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it's a different style of play. I think he's going to be every bit as dominant. I'm like, I'm so excited about how is he this calm collected and amazing. And you know what the thing is? They only know winning. They're not like the Cowboys that know losing. They know winning. They did this last year. They they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Like they're used to this and it feels like their year to win it all to me. We said this early on. I think it's going to be the Bengals that win it all.
0: Yeah. I mean we 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 both picked in the preseason. They were my pick to to make it. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the NFC side of my pick, but I did have the Bengals in it. I know it's very strange. Uh historically, teams that lose in the Super Bowl don't really make it back the next year, but I think the difference maker like you're talking about is Joe Burrow and not just Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously, uh the receiving core they have and and their their defensive coordinator Luana Rumo, uh who's I believe from Staten Island. Shout out to Staten Island. He is awesome and Using Joe Mixon effectively, which is main the reason why I'm Great. gonna take which is why I'm gonna take the, the the Bengals, although I was not gonna stray for my Super Bowl uh pick anyway. But him going over hundred yards, um, that just takes so much pressure off Joe Burrow having the ground game. And I, I think just when you edit all that up, it's it's hard to pick against them.
1: It is hard to pick against them. So spoiler alert, I'll be picking the Bengals for our extra points. Um Pod yeah. and I think they'll they'll be going all the way. But the truth is the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And the Chiefs could win at any time. The, the thing that just, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a little bit hobbled, and the defense just isn't as good. I mean, right. the Bengals have been really good defensively. It's an untold story. People don't talk about it. They've been really good, and everybody's concerns about the O line. You know, they, yeah, yeah. and Joe Burrow's used to getting hit. He's used to avoiding it.
0: <laughs> That's that, that, and that matters to me. I mean, some quarterbacks matter. who get hit. I'm, I'm like, oh no, if you hit him, he gets rattled. Not Burrow. He, that, that, like that is an incredible skill to have as, as a quarterback to get hit as much as he does and <laughs> for it to not matter. And, and like, I just made fun of prison in the moments, but uh, I'm being a bit of one and I'm maybe you, your tone would change too with this, but if there was no ankle injury and they blew out the Jaguars, I think maybe people start saying this could be when Mahomes finally gets the better of Joe Burrow. But unfortunately those things didn't happen, right. which is exactly. why we're you know, leaning towards the Bengals.
1: And also if you just look at weaponry to me, uh, Joe Burrow has so many more. I mean, even Hayden Hurst has emerged as really good, but he's got T. Higgins, he's got Tyler and he's got Jamar Chase. And as much as we talk about how good Tyreek Hill was, even after he left with Tua, the fact is just basic skill level talent Mahomes has Kelsey, who is phenomenal. There's no question about that. But his other receivers, like, yeah, they're good. They're fine. He can make... But they're all dependent on Patrick Mahomes. They're not like Tyreek Hill, where you could probably put him with any quarterback and he would be phenomenal. They are dependent on Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow's is 100% healthy. And he has three amazing wide receivers and a very good tight end. Plus, he has Joe Mixon. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, fine. Mm-hmm. But Joe Mixon has the experience. I think he's, he's yeah. going to be better.
0: Yep. The, the Bengals did a great job constructing this roster so. and, and and you have a quarterback that has just the, um, that extra ability, just that, that, you know, people comp- comparing him to Tom Brady. I hate doing that, but there is some kind of aura about uh, around Joe Burrow and he, his ability to do this, <laughs> which is why I'll give my pick now for that. I mean, I, I think that, It'll be a close game I think. I think that Joe Burrow will lead them down the field for a late game field goal and they will win this game 24-23 and I think it will add to the legend of Joe Burrow which is 47 that's right. On the total and uh, obviously, you know, with the depending on the line is right now, like I said, just a point. Um, So that would, you know, that wouldn't really uh, help anyone out. But I think it's going to be one of those games where they're they're not struggling, but neither team is really giving much um, relatively low scoring for these offenses. And uh, there's a game winning kick by McPherson to put them ahead. So that's what I'm going to roll with.
1: Uh, I'm going to be more bold.
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to say the Bengals put up 28. Okay. And I'm gonna say the Chiefs maybe muster 24. I'll go 28, 24. I think we're gonna go over here.
0: I think that's the that's probably the range of scores. I think it's in like the it's in the mid to upper 20s. I think that's what we're gonna be seeing. And I still think you know say what you want about the ankle, Mahomes will find a way to score points. And um and Kelsey's awesome. Kelsey's breaking right. records. I mean right. they're, they're gonna be in this game. This is not us being critical right. of the Chiefs. They're gonna be in this game. But I just think the Bengals right now would just look like the better team.
1: They do. Um, and credit to Zach Taylor. But, but should should Andy Reid take a pay, page out of Nick Sirianni's playbook and instead of saying, don't worry, Patrick Mahomes is practicing, be like, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is kind of banged up. I don't know if he's 100%. and Patrick Mahomes should say the same thing. And then if he's fine, just come out and like blow the doors off the dump and like show everyone like we're the Chiefs. That's what yep. they should do. Forget yep. this like Patrick Mahomes is practicing stuff. Maybe the real. Chiefs fans are weak. Maybe the, real, uh, the, the
0: real the real yeah. Michael Jordan, maybe wearing 15 and in, in a red and yellow jersey. Yeah. But uh like yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm pretty sure
1: that is the real Michael Jordan. Setting not.
0: themselves <laughs> up for failure. I, I do appreciate what Manny Reed and that they're like, yep, just practice as usual, like they're just being ho-hum about it. Whereas the Eagles are not doing that at all. So no. um I and I do I do really hope that Mahomes is healthy. I want I want a healthy Mahomes. I don't want this game with an asterisk that oh, yeah, no. Mahomes isn't healthy. I want to see a really great game.
1: No, me too. Uh, but it is true that this, this team is built around a quarterback around the special skills of that quarterback. And the next team we're going to talk about is not, is not built around a quarterback at all. May not even need a quarterback. Maybe I can quarterback for this team. And that is the San Francisco 49ers who did put up enough offense to edge the Dallas Cowboys last week, but they're going to have their work cut out for them versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles are at home and they have an extra day of rest as well. San Francisco has to travel. They will be starting Brock Purdy, who did not score a single touchdown in last week's game. It was the defense that really kept them in the game. However, I still have a feeling this game is going to be a close one. A lot of stats here to consider. Um, First off, Sirianni's team has only lost five games since week 10 of last season, and only two of those losses were in games that Jalen Hurts started. So I don't know, maybe he is Michael Jordan. Maybe he's more like Magic Johnson. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out the right Scotty <laughs> Scottie Pippen. Um, Kyle Shanahan's team made it to the NFC Championship game last year like no one thought they would with Jimmy Garoppolo. And now they've got an unheralded rookie quarterback who hasn't lost a game since getting the starting job in week 13. I mean, we've got storylines here, folks. We have storylines. Obviously, I was a bigger, you know, point differential for how the Eagles beat the Giants and how the Niners beat the Cowboys. But I don't know. I don't think that the Eagles are that much better of a team than the 49ers. The main thing they have going for them, the rest, the home advantage. And the fact is, it's only two and a half points last I checked spread.
0: Yes, it is. That's basically
1: only accounting for home field advantage. Right. That's all it accounts for. That's it. Um, I'm trying to, let me throw out some other interesting stats. Okay. So I think this is how you target this game. If you're playing player props versus fantasy lineups, the 49ers have been incredibly tough versus the run game period, including I'm talking all rushing yards, all rushing yards. So that includes what Jalen hurts would be 77 per game this year. Second, only to the Titans 77. So when I'm looking at a Miles Sanders prop, it's like 55 and a half. I'm going under, right? Miles Sanders is someone that you could predict to be really good versus a bad run defense, but he could also fail if it's a bad run defense, but you can you can lock and load if it's a tough run defense, he goes nowhere. And part of that is that there's so many of them and there's Jalen Hurts himself. So if you've got 77 total yards on average uh, and you're dividing that between Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Boston Scott, I, I'm I'm feeling the under there, and I think that that means because San Francisco is actually bottom twelve uh, when past defense, believe it or not, throughout the regular season. Of course, they'll they'll you know they'll be coming to play. But the thing that Philadelphia is going to have to do is get the ball in the air. Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball, so. I'm I'm looking at the over one and a half passing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. I'm looking at AJ Brown. This is how I'm looking on that side. I'm not looking towards the run totals. On the other side of this game, I'm doing the opposite. Philadelphia was the very, very best in the league. I think it was 174 passingers per game they allowed. Uh, I'm not looking for Brock Purdy to have a big game. He's not, I don't think he's throwing for two touchdowns. I don't see a huge game for Brandon Ayuk. You know, maybe Debo Samuel they're going to be creative with. He could end up being good, but... This is, this is a game where actually it's probably assuming his calf is okay. Going to be another Christian McCaffrey experience, George Kittle. Cause Brock Purdy is going to get pressured. I think they've allowed the most, uh, they've applied the most pressure, the Eagles. Um, trying to look, I had this written down this year and, and that's going to be tough. That means he's going to have to target his tight ends. Christian McCaffrey. These are the players I'm kind of looking at for San Francisco. Not a big surprise, But here's some other interesting stats. Jalen Hurts is fifth among starters that played in at least nine games this season with a passer rating of 101.5. Now, let me give you this stat. Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo were two of the four quarterbacks rated ahead of him. Brock Purdy, 107.3, Jimmy Garoppolo, 103. What does that say? That system, which we know, makes the quarterbacks better.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this game, I can go one of many different ways. I think the first thing looking at this matchup we have to kind of tell ourselves is the 49ers are a lot better team than the New York Giants. I mean, the Giants are coming in this game with, I mean, six guys defensively that rotate in that were on the practice squads of other teams to start the season. Like six guys like Tony Jefferson, Landon Collins, uh, Jared Davis. Jalen Smith, Fabian Moreau, uh, and I think I'm forgetting somebody, but it's just you know that's so let's not super overrate what they were able to accomplish offensively because the 49ers defense across the board is is loads better. The big thing I'm looking at in this game too is. Nick Bosa versus Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson was grabbing his midsection all game. Um, He's clearly banged up. And the fact that he's like putting off surgery, meaning that he still has to have the surgery is not a good (laughs) sign. And Nick Bosa, I think, could really do some damage there. Uh, Jalen Hurts will not be able to run at will, but the linebacking core that San Francisco has. And then the one thing that I would be kind of, scared about was, and this is, you know, also Dory Jackson is a phenomenal cornerback and Dory Jackson really did a great job this postseason versus Justin Jefferson and versus AJ Brown. He shut him out completely. Um, like you were just saying, Jen, that, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the football and you don't, know, not going to love to see that AJ Brown, your number one target was completely shut down by the giants, uh, despite how bad that game was. And I think 49ers could do the same thing reversely. Obviously their, their D lines loaded and they can get after the quarterback, but it's going to be a run heavy game game I, I think McCaffrey you know he, they were subbing him out a lot in that game last especially the second half first Dallas and they are running with Elijah Mitchell which why not he was having a great game yeah. I think you're gonna need McCaffrey in that game a lot more you're gonna tell him hey you know tape that calf up or what you have to do give a couple shots uh even just stuff like when they were splitting him out wide and and just creating um the havoc for the defense to figure out I think that's a great move and just you know use your safety blanket use use Kittle as much as you possibly can and I think there's a path especially with the 49ers getting two 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 and a half points I think. There's a path for them to to win a a very close game the kicking matchup obviously robbie gould is money it's going to be a tough environment but i see another close game and uh, i I guess my hatred is of the eagles is bleeding in here and i think they'll have a and i I do it is easy to pick against brock purdy like brock purdy he he, nfl usually doesn't trend this way where you go undefeated for long stretches of time there it, it would not shock me if he has a bad game and they lose this but I think with just how good the coaching staff is, how good that roster I mean, is getting two and a half points. I'm going to take the Niners in two and a half. I'm, he kind of had a they, bad
1: game, arguably last week. He mentioned, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, you know, they yeah. still won. He wasn't sharp. I mean, this, he was not
0: sharp at all. Yeah.
1: Remember, this is not built. This team is not built around the quarterback. They totally. still have Debo Samuel. They still have Christian McCaffrey. They still have tons of gadget plays they can do. For God's sakes, they could stick Jimmy Garoppolo in for a limited set. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Like there's a, a million things they could do. Let me give you some other stats that might, you know, Know, just to consider when you're considering betting this game, because I think this game is really difficult to bet. Um, San Francisco is one and oh against the spread as the away underdog this year. So they haven't often been an underdog, but the one they were when they were away, they covered the spread. Philadelphia um, is seven and three against the spread as the home favorite. Hmm. Okay. Philadelphia is two and one against the spread with a rest advantage. San Francisco is three and O against the spread with the rest disadvantage. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is two and O against the spread in playoff games, and Philadelphia is one and against the spread in playoff games. San Francisco is twelve and two against the spread in conference games. Philadelphia is six and seven against the spread in conference games. You'll see these numbers are off because one more game was played by San Francisco, so should, I'm, I'm counting playoffs here. So. All of these numbers tell me to pick San Francisco.
0: Yeah. It's really hard.
1: I keep going back for it. I'm going to pick Philadelphia. Yeah. I just think they get it done at home with the crowd, but There's no way this isn't a close game. is there? I just don't see this being a blowout.
0: I think, unfortunately, for 49ers fans, if it is a blowout, it's a blowout on the side of the Eagles. I think the Eagles could have – they have a chance of blowing out just because of the dynamic playmaking ability of Jalen Hurts, and they could beat you in the air, they could beat you on the ground. And I think if you're asking Brock Purdy and hostile Philadelphia, you know, in the cold weather to to put up numbers, uh, he may not be able to do that. And, And, like, I mean, there was, like, the Giants receivers, again, this is talking about Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins and guys like that. They were not getting any separation against Slay or Bradbury. And uh, I know, again, Ayuk, Debo, way better than those guys. Uh, And
1: also Ayuk and Debo could be used actually as a running back. I mean, that's the thing. He has Mm -hmm. these interchangeable pieces like, oh, is Christian McCaffrey lining up right now as a receiver? Whoa
0: right exactly then that, that's the, they're going to have to use those gadget formations gadget plays to score some points i think um and i just my, my guess is that they play this game super tight i think the eagles were a little arrogant they knew they, they had the giants number and i think this is a whole another animal and i think that they'll play this tight and it just when you play tight with a defense as good as the 49ers they'll be able to make some plays and i, I think i could see like a 23-21 niners victory but if there is going to be a blowout, i would not be shocked in the least if the eagles put up 40 plus somehow on this team and the and the yeah, it's possible of course. no do it
1: won't be 40 plus no way if they only put up 38 versus the giants there's no way they're putting up 40 plus during that
0: i'd agree but i i, I mean I, I
1: know they could push each other offensively yeah. but i don't think that i just can't see that like both defenses are too good that they're both gonna blow it right. i don't know
0: i haven't been wowed by a team in quite some time obviously patrick mahomes makes a ton of wow plays but yeah. as a like full team and how good they are how sound they are at every position and what they like that that Eagles that that game was scary. How good they are, and I just um, I, I I think the Niners have to be real. They have to score every opportunity they they are in striking distance. Right, no field do. goals. You need to score touchdowns because the Eagles are able to score very quickly.
1: That's true. Um. So, what is your score prediction? for this I'm gonna one? go.
0: I'm gonna still gonna, I'm gonna side with the Niners again. I hate the Eagles. So, uh, but I I, I st- I'm gonna say that just in a game like this. They're going to play a little bit conservatively, a little tight. And I think that 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 will play into the Niners hands. I think Niners win 23, 21. Um, I think the game ends with the Eagles getting the ball, not being able to drive them the field on the Niners defense to to set up a field goal. And I I think they're going to hold on and win that game. I
1: think Eagles win 24 to 21.
0: Okay. So we're, we're, we're pretty close on these scores.
1: Pretty close, but different winners. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break.
0: Have you been betting with the Caesars Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up, because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code Full and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 and older only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of a qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit is $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com promos for full terms void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino? Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horser Bossier Casino. In Harris, New Orleans, Michigan. Call 1-800-270-7117, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY, that's 466 466- six six nine. Ten seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: Truth be told, I think we need the Eagles to win based on our playoff matchup, but maybe not. Let's let's dig into that. So we are in second place, everybody, in our... um, Extra Points Podcast League. We are trailing Lemon Pepper Parlay. So congrats, guys. You guys are rocking it. But they lost Dak Prescott this week. Mm -hmm. Um, They still have Joe Burrow going. And they have Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey. now, And then they have A.J. Brown. Now, that's where our two teams differ. Because we also have Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey. But they have, moving forward, um, Joe Burrow and A.J. Brown. Whereas we have... Jalen Hurts and Jamar Chase They've got a 20 point lead um, Should Joe Burrow get eliminated And Jalen Hurts move on We probably it's Fairly simple but that yeah. being said Sometimes receivers can score As much or more than a quarterback You know so we're, we're not out of this Also who's right behind us
0: Is it still Harry, Harry. Yeah He's Harry
1: Barely yeah. behind us What By is four he points, about yeah. going on Harry has, so he's lost Josh Allen. Um, he
0: has Hurts, He has Kelsey. He has so Chase. He has the same
1: quarterback. So he has the same team as us, except he has George Kittle instead of Christian McCaffrey. So we're probably okay there. But then again, who knows? Kittle could have a big game too. Um, we have, share a lot of the same players. So it looks like we're probably going to finish in the top three. Who do the Megans have? They're up next. They have Burrow, McCaffrey,
0: Kelsey, and oh, they uh, have Hertz. two
1: quarterbacks left. Yeah. They could win this still. They could still do this. They have Hurts and Burrow. They're going to have a huge surge this week. We, we essentially Kelsey.
0: We essentially really need the Bengals to lose to solidify because of where we stand, I think. That's right.
1: Oh, yeah. and I can't. Can't bet against the. Well, I guess I'll be okay if they lose then.
0: Cause then we'd have a, we'd have a Hurts we'll Kelsey combo in the Super Bowl. Um, that would be the best case. We need the Eagles to win and we need the, the Bengals to lose for us to yeah. win. That's mm. essentially our path.
1: Probably. That being said, yeah. sometimes a quarterback can have an, an could, yeah. performance and Jamar Chase could have a huge game for us and keep us on pace.
0: I, I will say this, obviously, us we were in fourth, I think, last week. We jumped up to the number two spot. Um, this is where I expected us to be. Um, we mm-hmm. right in the mix, right in striking distance um, with the ability to win this thing. So uh, I'm not shocked by that. I, and I will say good job to the teams we're talking about for putting together a nice roster, making the right picks. This league is awesome. It's fun. I love that. You know, we're we're almost in our heads, like wishing for things we don't want to happen just so we win this one. But, exactly. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's
1: just like regular season football, yeah. right? We have to like root against your own team at the time so your fantasy team can win. That's the worst part about it. Um, all right. Awesome. Let's go back to the NFC lineup. So we do have a few substitutions to make for NFC. Um, it's too early to know who's going to get what, because of all the points and multipliers we were way down in the standings right now, but we were last year at this point too. And we ended up with a third place finish. So, um, here are the people we need to consider. We need to pick a quarterback. I kind of filled them in, penciled them in. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you who I picked and you can tell me what you think. i I penciled in. We have Joe Burrow. So we're getting three times points this week. We have to start from scratch with another quarterback. Um, I penciled in Jalen hurts here.
0: That's. I, I would I'm think that's the way Mahomes injured. not going to pick Brock Hardy. Um, Right. I think Hurts is the obvious answer.
1: I felt like we had to. All right. Then I, we had a running back spot available and there I plugged in Joe Mixon. We have Jarek McKinnon already for Kansas city. Obviously another option is we could go Isaiah Pacheco there. Um, we could go Miles Sanders there. Uh, I, I know kind of like, eh. we already have McCaffrey.
0: And I, I think Mixon is the, the the obvious answer again. I mean, he was one of my main reasons why I think the Bengals uh, have a legitimate shot of winning the Super Bowl. And I think Mixon's playing really great. I think that's that's obviously the answer too.
1: Then we had a wide receiver tight end spot open, and I filled that with Jamar Chase because somehow we didn't have Jamar Chase in this lineup yet. So Getting Jamar Chase
0: any- is late is awesome. So I, I'm I'm a fan of those moves. I feel it's very simple. And I feel like those are like no brainers.
1: And then we have. A flex and a defense left. And we, the only teams left really that we have picks from were San Francisco and Kansas City. So, based on what we had left, I put George Kittle as the flex in Kansas City defense. Okay. Because our other option would be like we'd have to go pretty far down. I mean, we could use like a Juju if you wanted to instead of a Kittle and then do the San Francisco defense, but I was kind of thinking it's more likely that San Francisco advances the Kansas city. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. Well, okay, I also me- think
0: I also think too, with like just the lack of really like strong weapons on the chief side. And mm-hmm. I don't think, and obviously um, San Francisco has the far superior defense, but mm-hmm. I think both scores should be in the same range. And whereas mm-hmm. Kittle gives you the options, like you can get a multiple touchdown game from Kittle. So I, I, yeah. I do agree with your, your reasoning on that.
1: So that's where I went. Kittle, and then I put in the Chiefs because that's all the only option we had left based on how many you're allowed to have from each team, sure. which had to do with a lot of our double, triple points carrying over because we were heavily weighted with the, the Bengals and the 49ers in this lineup. Yeah. Which worked, is working. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. So that's where we are. We're going to have the. We took the Eagles kicker last week and we get him for double points. That was a discussion I know we had.
0: And also, I'll say say for people, and I know we haven't done our weekly tweet mailbag thing, but whoever's listening, please tweet at us. Tell us what your postseason rosters look like, any decisions you made. And we've been talking through it on our uh, our shows here. Obviously, we're, we're doing pretty well in the, in the EP Fantasy League. Hopefully, cross our fingers very uh, great soon in the uh, NFC Multiplier League. I want to hear what people made your decisions. I want to hear all about that because it's a lot of fun.
1: Now, let me ask you one more question, Eddie. Sure. Here's a deep thought. We have running back Jared McKinnon in right now. He gets double points because we put him in last week. He hasn't done anything.
0: I know. Pacheco's is it worth taking
1: guy? a non-multiplier and changing him out for Isaiah Pacheco?
0: That's Yeah, I was, weirdly enough, looking at that, making this rundown because of how impactful he's been. I also feel like there's the chance with the Chiefs, too. It's like, you know, they get the ball first drive, and it's like shovel pass to McKinnon and score. Right. Like I feel like the minute we make that switch, we're going to regret it. We're going to regret it. He's still yep. being in it. So I. Uh, it's really... Having the multiplier makes me be like, I just roll the dice with them. But okay. Pacheco definitely has, um, you know, he has been the, the the spark. I wonder also if that was the game plan. It's like, you know, Pacheco heavy this week and it's going to go yeah. back to heavy yeah. McKinnon. Like maybe that's just part of yeah. what they want to rotate with.
1: Absolutely. All right. So we're going to roll with it. That's what we're doing. All right, Eddie, um, time flies when you're having fun. I can't believe we're oh, yeah. already, t- we, you know, we don't worry. Eventually guys, we are going to talk even more about fantasy stuff moving forward, but these NFC games are so much fun. And, and uh, the fantasy playoffs are so much fun. And the AFC battle between Mahomes and Burrow is going to be awesome. So we're going to continue to come out with player props. Next week, we'll start talking Super Bowl. And maybe we'll also start start talking about next year's fantasy drafts. Some people Absolutely. are already digging into them. Lots of things to already think about. I've got, Of course, we've got to talk about, uh, will Aaron Rodgers go to Las Vegas? Or will Pfizer prevent that trade? <laughs> uh, we'll start talking about whether Tom Brady will go to uh, the Jets, uh, you know, or, you know, there's so many things up there. There's so There's things a, here. The Titans, who, what should they do? Lots of questions. A ton and of juicy lots
0: of uh, offseason stuff for fantasy, like you said. You know, Tons. Brady Rodgers. You know, Kyler Murray with the new coach. You just said Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback of Tennessee. It yeah. was uh, you know almost playoff team. It's just there's so much to get into. What about
1: the Falcons, are we sure they're sticking with Desmond Ritter? I mean,
0: Falcons. If they go pick up Lamar Jackson, I've seen that floated, that could be a fun team. You know, with with the Bucks absolutely. kind of on the decline. Um, a lot of it, you know, if it wasn't for this uh, this dang upcoming Super Bowl, I feel like we can get into that stuff. But we have to kind of cover the uh, the teams that are still playing. Um, job fun i know it's great I mean, and actually, like, more fun too right? i can't wait for next uh closer to the super bowl because
1: mm-hmm.
0: we did this last year and this was a, a a yearly highlight is when we break down the uh the national anthem uh props we'll get to all our props soon chris stable that's probably announced. next
1: week's assignment
0: I, I i mean i mean i'm really excited chris for it Stapleton. sal's already talking to me about it it's going to be awesome to get into that
1: Chris Stapleton. Now I already did some really cursory YouTube searches. I couldn't find any of him actually doing the national Anthem. Uh, So we're going to have to see like, what does it normally take? We also need a time. I haven't seen a time posted yet. To get Mm -hmm. an idea of if I'm feeling over or under. So once we get that time, we'll be able to do it. Um, Chris Stapleton, a country singer, obviously we had a country singer last year. It did go over last year. So anyway, we'll dig into it. There might even be music involved. Can't wait. Possible. All right, everybody. In the meantime, you guys enjoy the games this weekend. Don't forget to set your fantasy postseason lineups, and we'll catch you next time.